0: All right, so remember a couple of weeks ago when Dana White gave a Nelk boy $250,000 in cold, hard cash as a birthday present? And as a consequence, the MMA community on the internet kind of lost their rag. Today, Dana White sat down with Pat McAfee and responded to that reaction. And I want to talk about it. But before I do, my name is Rahul J. Chan. This is The Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. So as I said, Dana White sat down with Pat McAfee to have a conversation. Part of the build up to UFC 277 that goes down this weekend. And one of the guys that hangs around with Pat McAfee asked Dana White about that gift, the $250,000. And what he thought of the reaction to Dana White sharing that gift with one of the NELT boys. Now, Dana White's reaction is quite simple. This is what he said, and I quote, All these people on the internet, go F yourself, and I'll spend my money however the F I want. Which, on the face of it, is a fair comment, right? Dana White has obviously worked incredibly hard, Um, he's been at this. It's a long, hard slog for him. He's been doing this for decades now. And he's amassed a massive wealth over the years. And he has every right to spend his money how he wishes. Um, He went into more detail around all this, talking about how the Nelk boys have never asked him for a penny. And they've helped him in a plethora of ways talking about how they've helped with the promotion for Howl Ahead, the whiskey that I'd never heard of up until when Molly McCann started drinking it after her win at UFC London the first time around. Um, And he kind of just said, look, they've done me a load of favours and they've never asked me for a penny. And that 250 grand doesn't really cover what they've done for me. But the thing is... If you really kind of look at it, in my opinion, showing acts of kindness to people like the Nelk Boys on one hand, and then you see fighters that are disgruntled on the other hand, the disparity between the two is very hard to reconcile. Let me explain. Now, recently we had the announcement that Nate Diaz, in the final fight of his current contract with the organisation, will be facing Khamzat Shimaev for the main event for UFC 279, I believe it is, or whatever the number, it doesn't really matter. But that's the main event, and he's facing Khamzat in his final fight in his current deal with the UFC. Um, according to reports, according to people like Ariel Hawani. Had he signed a new contract, uh, his next opponent would have more than likely have been Dustin Poirier. Um, if you look at Francis Ngannou and his struggles with the UFC, um, his struggles going into his final fight of his contract against Cyril Gane, like, to me, and this is me from the outside looking in, um, I believe a man like Nate Diaz has added a lot more value to the UFC than the Elk Boys have. Now, I totally understand and I appreciate. Obviously, Dan, uh, sorry, Nate Diaz is asking for a lot more money than uh, a one-off cash payment of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But in terms of his tenure. Throughout his, his, his time in the UFC, he's constantly, constantly, constantly been butting heads with the organisation. Um, and it's come to a point now where his final fight is against a guy that isn't a good matchup for him. It's against a guy that is up and coming, young, fresh, hungry, killer, animal, the wolf, Kamzat Chimaev, a guy that is a scary prospect for the champion of the division, Kamara Usman, to fight, let alone someone like Nate Diaz, who's at the back end of his contract. And if you bring into the context of all of this, Nate Diaz's service to the organisation for the last 10, 12, however many years he's been with the UFC, like, you'd, you'd imagine what he's given in literal blood, sweat and tears to the organisation warrants a softer landing for his last fight with the organisation, you know? It warrants a bit of gratitude from the UFC. And that's where, for me, the issue lies. Like, a lot of people were talking about fighter pay and talking about how the fighters aren't appreciated the way they should be, they should be getting paid more money, and just almost how the fighters are kept in this subservient state, almost. Like that that they're so restricted in what they're able to do within the contracts that they're in for the organization and then you see on the other hand on the other side someone that isn't even part of the organization just being given 250,000 dollars in cold hard cash as a gift like it's very difficult to 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 separate it's very it's very difficult to separate the two. Like, we understand, yes, this is Dana White's personal money and the UFC um, funds fighter pay via their corporate structure, right? So these are two different um, budgets almost where the money's coming from. But the man that controls the budget is Dana White. It's almost like when you see these, um, you know, in, in, in certain countries around the world, I won't name one, but you see kind of you know the prime minister or the or the president depending on 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 the on the country rolling around in a rolls royce and living in these plush palaces blah 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 etc um friends from other nations come in for these political meetings that they have and they're rolling around in all these nice cars etc but the public that live in the country the population of that country live in squalor and are deprived and obviously these fighters aren't living in squalor they're not deprived but I think it's been proven over time that the share of the pie that they're getting from the organization isn't in parity to other mainstream sports, right? So to me, it's just the, it just, it just, it's not good optics in terms of um, the treatment of an elk boy in comparison to the fighters on the roster especially someone like Nate Diaz <coughs> excuse me especially someone like Nate Diaz someone that has played a role in the UFC becoming the entity it is today someone that has played a massive part in creating moments that will live in the history of the UFC and and just and and, and someone that has played a, a role in us the fans being Fans of the sport, you know, and sorry, I should just say the organisation, the UFC. So to me, that's where the that's where the issue lies with within all of this context of 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 the gift and and and, and fighter pay and all of that stuff. But aside from all of that, man, like, how much value does a milk boy actually add? Like, I understand, right? I admit, I'm I'm in my mid thirties. I I literally. Had no idea what a NELK boy was until they turned up at a UFC event, and I, I honestly thought a NELK boy was an like I thought the NELK boys and the Island Island boy is the same. Like I thought it was the same thing. I'm an Island boy. Those guys. I thought it was. Just, I thought there was just one and the same, right? So I don't know who the I I, I can kind of recognize one of them now because he, he's always about for some reason. I saw a, a a video behind the scenes a NELK boy kind of. Like have um trying to start an argument with um with Henry Cejudo or something like that or I can't remember exact it was like he um Henry Cejudo was heckling Sugar Sean O'Malley while Sugar Sean O'Malley was having a a uh, an interview and then there's a Nelk boy started saying and Nelk boy started saying stuff to Henry Sohudo and stuff like that. The reason why I'm talking about all of this is like. To me, I, I and obviously I appreciate, I might just be out of touch. I'm out of touch. But it's like, what? how much value is a elk boy adding to the UFC? I don't know. I, I honestly doubt it's much, you know. But again, I might be wrong. I might just be the wrong demographic. Aside from all of this, that video of Dana White handing over that box with that money in it and the way Dana White was looking at his young subject and the guy was opening up the box and getting all excited over the 250 grand, it just gave off like real sugar daddy vibes. Like it was almost like a sugar daddy giving his little sugar baby a little present for for, for her birthday or his birthday. And it just, it was, it was a weird thing to watch giving someone that is already rich more money and in the context of the current kind of climate within the organisation it just didn't sit right and I hope I've managed to explain to you guys why I felt that way but anyway let me know what you guys think put your comments below let me know what you guys think about the stuff that I've said in this video Let me know what you guys think generally about the situation. Um, If you haven't already, please do subscribe, like this video. Also share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. If you haven't enjoyed it, share it with a friend just to annoy him. And we can all have a laugh at their expense. But anyway, look, um, that's it for now. I'll catch you guys later.